I don't, I don't have an intro. I haven't written one. Uh, shall I just wing it? Just, Mungo, do you. The Ealing Cricketer. We're coming to the end of a long season, a long, grueling, summery season, full of hard graft and hard ground. And neither Lee or I were playing this weekend. And as a result, I have no idea what happened. None. Not a thing. I know the results. I can tell you the results. The ones and twos lost and the threes won, but you're used to that one. The threes, they're still top of the league. The ones and twos, they're in mid-table, relative mid-tables. And that's the way it's going to end this year. A couple more one day is left. We see what can be won, what can be lost. We're now fighting for one or two positions in a league table, nothing more, nothing less. But the threes are still charging towards what would be a fantastic triumph and a reflection, not just on the threes themselves, but the club as a whole. I'm only saying that so that it can be a reflection on us. And when I say us, I mean me and my co-host, Lee Parry. Lee, when the threes win the league, how much of their success are we going to appropriate ourselves? All of it. Absolutely all of it. I mean, without this podcast, I mean, who are the ones and twos anyway? Without this podcast, I don't know if the threes would be anywhere near where they are. I think, I think the conversations we've had with them, uh, the tactical uh, WhatsApps that you've probably been sending to them, uh, and Rory's Patel, uh, Rory Patel's intel, sorry, on the opposition uh, now that he's not playing, is just immense. I mean, how good would it be when, when, when they win the league? But- as Barnaby Harrison said, drinking some, some winner's beer, sliding off the, the shield that they're going to have. Of course, they would drink it out of a trophy if it was a trophy. It is a shield. It's going to be a slide of beer, I believe. That's going to be a fantastic moment. I mean, think back to the start of the year. Would Rory Patel have been in such fine fettle this year if we hadn't pressured him on a public platform into scoring some runs at home? I don't no. think so. No, the answer to that is no. Pressure makes diamonds and on our Patel's runs, they shine. I'm going to get serious only for half a second, if you don't mind, Mungo. And obviously with, with the threes being in the position that they are in, I think obviously, you know, the, the season for the ones uh, and the twos has gone um, and relegation, um, I think mathematically still for the twos is possible, but for the ones... Um, they are safe for the year. I still think the guys need to need to turn up um, so that we can give the threes the best opportunity for that uh, for that group of players um, to, to win the league. So if you are listening, uh, or even if you're not, um, please get the word out and make availability good um, for the club for the next two weeks so the threes can have a have a good go at winning the league this year. Yeah, it really would be something special. It really would be something special. Normally, this is where we talk about you know, more generally what's actually happened in these fixtures. But I think on this occasion, given that um, Milo in, has indeed himself got some content from, from Saturday night, I think we throw straight over to him and the boys. Yeah, yeah. I think before we do that, if you don't mind, Mark, um, uh, congratulations do need to go to Teddington. Uh, they did win the league on the, on the weekend and we're a, we're a podcast who are, who are fair. Uh, I'd like to think. Um, so a big congratulations and well done to Tennington, uh, the first 11 forward in the league this year. Yeah, I know that must be hard for you, hard for you Lee, and um, well done. Well done. You're a better man than me. Uh, but well, yeah, they're, they're, they're a good side. They were the best side this year. So well done to them. 
Milo, take it away. Hey, me, Anton. The threes just unstoppable, unstoppable. Talk us through from arriving at the ground to toss to the pitch. Talk us through it. Well, first of all, the merry band of coach rolls on. They do. Uh, we've now guaranteed it's going down to the last game at worst. Mm. Um, arriving at the ground, you know, arriving at Ostley is always a real treat, as I'm sure you're aware. Lovely place to play cricket. We arrived, they're filming, a, they're filming actually something there, uh, which is nice. We were one of it was all or nothing Ealing threes, but it wasn't in the end. Um, Next year. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, uh, arrived, yeah, tossed up. They'd already told me they were going to bat. I'd said we want a bowl, so almost didn't toss, uh, as, as I'm sure you have in the ones occasionally as well. Um, they also told me that they were scratching around for an 11th man uh, last night at 11 o'clock, so that was good. Um, and yeah, I mean, bowled, bowled a bit. They had a couple of batsmen who could hit it. Uh, kept it to 180 and pissed it. I mean, thanks for me getting out, because, God, it made it look hard. And... <laughs> Absar's a good little player, Backers is. is a good little player, and yeah, one by seven wickets. See you later. So what's the maths now? Hampstead obviously won as well. So, so. the maths, we are four points clear at the top. Uh, if we win, all, all we have to do basically is better Hampstead's result on one occasion, whether that be next week we win, they lose, or in the last week obviously we beat them and they, and they will lose and we will win if that happens. But you know, we'll, we'll probably lose that game anyway if it comes down to it. No, so we'll see. no chance. What's the morale in the side like, knowing you're going into this title challenge two games to go? Oh, you can only imagine the boys are buoyant. Uh, I think everyone's also around now. I think pretty much all of our key players are playing for the rest of the two games, which is great. Um, I mean, a lot of coats around. I mean, Chico's one of the great coats. Mm. Um, but no, it's good. It's a good team to play for. I mean, it, it, we keep winning. I mean, it's a good feeling. I'm not sure you can relate, but it's a good feeling. No, I mean, the threes keep the club afloat at the moment. It's, it's ones and twos. Struggled a bit today, but it's straight in like, how do the threes go on? Yeah, which, is, which is the great. Joy. The joy. It, which is great. And uh, to get serious for a second, it has actually been genuinely really nice to see the club actually wanting us to win the league, which is great. Obviously, I hope they would. But, you know, it's nice to see the boys get around the boys. Yeah. And in turn, the boys will also get around the boys, you know. Yeah. So, who are, who are next week? We are playing North London, who are second bottom, but can't go down because Hampstead Falls are top of the league below. Mm. Um, so, I mean, dead rubber for them. Hopefully, they we walk it. Um, yeah, I'm on the piss by five here, I think, watching you boys. That'd be ideal. And be so lovely. I've heard rumours that Rory is not available next, next week. Talk us through the, uh, the potential for him to miss the celebration next, year, next week. So we've, so we've said, we said from like game three, when we were getting arrogant and complacent, that it, he could miss the celebrations. But now it's come down to it and it's so possible. Because Hampstead are playing Richmond, who are third in our league, um, so could lose that game. Uh, and if we win, obviously, we then, we, we, we then win the league. And that's what we all want as a club, as a side, is to win the league when Rory Patel is in a different postcode two hours away and just can't celebrate at all. Um, and then, quite frankly, if we've already won the league, he can captain the last game. I couldn't give a Brilliant. All good. So that's the motivation for winning next week rather than take it to the last, the 18th game. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, then, we, then we have seven days to get T-shirts mocked up, sorted, ready for our last game. I mean, watching the twos here. And um, I'm sure Mungo and Lee would love to know, was... was Three a time out today. Three a time. Only got two a time actually. Oh. Yeah, unfortunately. Only, only two a time. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even have a drop actually. Does, does he feel the pressure of having to get three every week? Do you think he? <laughs> do you think he really feels that when he turns up on a Saturday? I think he does. I, he he bowled one of the worst balls I've ever seen. He bowled. I don't know whether it meant to be a quicker one or a douche. Or he doesn't have a douche, so I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, he just he, he bowled one that has gone over Chico's head. Absar standing at quite like a deep slip because the only ball that the third end bats were going to nick is a quicker one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Absar's taking it on like running back over his head. It was on bounce go for a two bounce four buys. 
Um, at that point, I thought he yipped up for the season. I thought he was he was cooked. Um, so yeah, I mean, hence yeah, I think he probably is feeling the pressure. Yeah. Good, nice. We want one. He wants. He has to get three. Otherwise, no use. What we're here for. Yeah. What we're here for. Cool, Henry. Thank you so much for your time, and obviously, good luck next week. Pleasure as always. Thanks, mate. Bobby Gamble, um, your first ever time at Teddington. Yes. How did you find it? Talk, talk us through the impressions of the, uh, the Bushy Park ground. Um, it had a big billing, which it didn't live up to in my opinion. Oh, um, interesting. Only two stags seen throughout the day. Mm. And didn't come near us either. Didn't come they? anywhere near. They preferred uh, Actonian's Falls. Probably um, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, New Pavilion, actually not a fan. Yeah, I like what they're trying with the barn conversion good concept mm-hmm. I like that they obviously dictated that it had to be like wooden to be in keeping with the the aesthetic of the park but no they haven't delivered it right mm-hmm. too blocky upstairs terrace space not utilised very well mm-hmm. yeah just not um, no character no atmosphere and a sun trap when you're watching the game it is, it is a sun trap um, we turned up and there was a used wicket and we lost a toss how are you feeling when we we're stuck in the dirt on a U. Well, I mean, it was one of the few games this season where you turn up thinking that there actually might be a chance that we bat first. Um, fielding first throughout the long format games was a bit of a nightmare. But, um, but no, like, we really thought it was like, it's the hope that kills you though, isn't it? Because you're like, oh, we're going to bat finally. And then obviously Cristiano trudging back to the change room with terrible body language. So mm. best strap them on. But yeah. Um, there's a couple of incidents we have to talk about. Robbie White turns up and what did he do with his kit? Oh, yes. Uh, which is actually good as well, because usually he's so squeaky clean. And um, within the first 10 minutes of him being at the ground, he said hello to everybody. And he's taken his kit to the home dressing room. Um, yeah, so an early Dick of the Day nomination there. I mean, it's pretty bad. But he didn't get Dick of the Day. Another Dick of the Day nomination was Christian Martin. And what did he do? What did he do? Well, he forgot some... Oh, oh he forgot some vital equipment. Yeah, of all of the one jobs you have to do as a captain, your real one job is bringing the clads. Um, so you forgot the clads. And, and the option was to bat in white pads. Not a disaster, not a great look. Option B, which one he went for, was borrowing clads off the opposition. Yeah. Where do you stand on that? Well, I actually had a better suggestion, which was that your, only your front pad requires a clad anyway. So it would have like a piano effect pad situation. Okay. Uh, nobody went for that so instead we wore Teddington's blue pads <laughs> that's got to be option Z right um, I didn't know the piano was on the table I would have 100% on yeah the what we're saying well first of all pink ball white pads can't be that much of a problem anyway because no. they do that in test cricket yeah um, but yeah we thought well you only need if it's for visibility you know we're not you know nobody's going to be looking to us for like fashion and alignment mm. and accessorising your clads against your playing kit so the only reason you do it in the first place is visibility and you only need your front one for that. So, yeah. It's a very, very good theory. Yeah. I wish I'd heard more. Juventus-style pads. Juventus-style, yeah. Newcastle Notts County. Yeah. Notts County. Um, now, the, 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 the person who got dick of the day was, was, was Alex Fell. Now, we have to talk about this. It was an extraordinary moment. Um, I actually very briefly interviewed Gravesy about that, which we'll play in now. Right, I'm sat here with Ben Graves. Can you just describe what is going on right now? Well, it's hard to put into words what I'm seeing, but um, uh, Alexander Fell, who's our number 11, is currently batting with a runner with a shoulder injury. Um, 
So he's <laughs> he's playing one-handed. Um, actually lining up pretty nicely, to be honest. Probably better than he has with two hands. But uh, Christian Martin's holding the strike. And uh, Bobby and Alex are at the other end. And you've played a lot of cricket over the years. Have you ever seen this before in a game? No, I've never seen this before. Uh, I've never seen the male Fetty's no, injury like as well. Um, you know, yeah, dro drops, no, drops catch. Drops a catch. And oh, was this no, the end same. of the game? Oh, no, oh. And, didn't run. Didn't run. <laughs> no to do that. So Christian's farming the strike as well. Christian is farming the strike, which is never something you want to see in a cricket match. But um, there's there's interesting scenes in Teddington. Thanks for your time. What was your take on the uh, the Alex Fell situation? Well, I, it's tricky because the format of which we're recording this is quite police interview like, and I feel that you know there's that kind of undertone to this conversation because it's a. Was he deserving of it? Was he not? To what extent was he injured? Could he have held the bat with two hands? Uh, should he have fielded the ball? Uh, did he put a bit of mayo on his injury? These are all important questions uh, and ones that uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on, I think, because, um, yeah, I probably need to canvas a few thoughts from some others first. But, like, he did actually... The comment was that he actually batted better with one hand and played quite nicely. Uh, but yeah, on the extent of the injury itself, you know, sounds like he's already ruled himself out of next weekend. But is there any damage there? Like, who knows? I'd say he'll be charging him on Thursday and charging him for the ones on Saturday. So you think he'll play, be playing next Saturday? Oh, I think it's going to be, yeah, I think Tuesday, Wednesday, he's going to be getting the flavour. You know, might be a bit of rain around, wets his appetite a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he's only a good net on Thursday away from the shoulder feeling a bit better, I think. I, I agree with you, totally. Um, now, you open the bowling, zip some through, coming out right, and Teddington a bit of carry as well. Yeah, it was quite good um, to say, I mean, the pitch was used. They said it had been used for a day and a half of cricket. Oh, sorry, a match and a half. Um, said to the groundsman earlier on, I assume that match was a test match, <laughs> looking at the state of the pitch. Yeah, uh, yeah so he, um, it, was, it was good, actually, because it was kind of... It was like hard enough that it came onto the bat okay. It was just enough live grass on it that it went through to the keeper quite nicely, particularly with the newer ball. Um, it took spin. Obviously, later on in the game, because of the test match that had been played on it before, like it, like that spin was like really tough and there was a lot and it made the toss quite important. But in general, no, like the pitch was uh, no complaints. One shot we have to talk about, which, I mean, Abhishek played some lovely shots in their innings. The shot of the day for me was was your shot i think potentially the ball before you got out where you went inside out on a turning wicket to their off spinner and carved it through mid wicket for um cover for four now it was a great shot and i said at the time to the people on my left and my right that is shot of the day how did you feel for you was it your shot of the day um of the three scoring shots i played it was probably the best one because on one of the other two, I should have been out. And the other one was a single. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it was nice. Um, admitted, like, it's, you know, the way you described it added some nice colour to it. But anyone that's seen me bat a lot knows that about 80% of my runs is between cover points, right hand and mid-offs left hand. So it doesn't matter which way it's spinning. Like, it has to go that way. It has to go that yeah. way. It was a lovely shot. Um, we have to end on... Um, the maths, we are mathematically safe. We 
deserve to be safe and we are safe. Um, are you looking forward to two weeks of total freedom? Yeah, Christine's a bit jumpy about this cup stuff though, isn't he? So, mm. um, no. Jumpy's the right word. Yeah, yes. apparently we've got to keep playing to win and not mm. to enjoy it as the amateur cricketers we are. Mm. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, all good. But no, that'd be good. Um, feels like, you know, like we've got nothing to play for in the league now, which is a shame because I feel like with the team we have, like we've, like, we could and should be doing better than we are, but no, it's fine. And, you know, in terms of when I turn up at a, when I turn up for cricket on a Saturday, the, like the reason I keep playing, I'm sure it's the same for like loads in the team is like you want to be competitive, you want to do your best mm. and you want to like exercise that competitiveness and ambition in you, but like you want to mm. enjoy it and have a good time with your mates and, and there's no reason why in the last two games we can't still do both of those things. So no, it'll still be good. Awesome. Thanks, Bobby. Nice. Pleasure. It was, just, it was just a fairly, like, this is all precursor, but it was just a fairly uneventful game. The whole thing just moved really slowly. Like, mm. we, no one got lots of runs, some people just got some runs. We never had enough, and then never really got them out. Anyway. <laughs> right, so run us through, um, well, sorry, Tom yeah, Shaw yeah, yeah. on the podcast. Um, run us through from who you're playing, pitch, toss, all that stuff. Who were we playing? It's a really good question. <laughs> Uh, we were playing Crouch End. Crouch End. Playing Crouch End. Uh, played on the same deck as yesterday. One toss, batted. Uh, looked like a fairly good toss to win. Um, started out, I think we were, because of Robbie not playing for England uh, today, that's why I was down. So, But we realised that in the aid of the threes title charge, we'd dropped Nabil. Uh so like for like replacement uh, with me and Nabil in the two side. But what that did mean is that as soon as we won the toss, we realised that we were basically a bowl of shorts. So we needed millions. Um, in summary, we didn't get millions. Um, we just had one of those real crickety days. Like everyone got some and it's, it, you sit there after the game and say we all got starts and we all you know, need to go on. People need to go on. Um, I don't think anyone... No, I mean, in the top order played a really bad shot a couple of sort of poor shots in the middle maybe and it meant we didn't bat our overs but it was just we, we kind of never got going um, Owen Tom Jones hit in his credit a very big mixer directly onto one of the opposition's windscreens over the trees on the left onto Corfton Road which was great and then proceeded to hit the worst ball ever bowled in league cricket directly to the man who had to run in off the 40 metre boundary to catch it it, it was iconically bad um, but the first one it wasn't the first one, one before was a bomb so okay. that matters yeah um, talk us through um, like you're, you're mathematically not safe the twos that they had eight results to go yeah we've only we've only realised that sort of after we'd lost actually mm-hmm. um, yeah no we, we're mathematically not safe but I, I I think yeah you've covered it I, I think it's it's one of those that things really have to go against us um it's not ideal. We've got Teddington, Teddington next week, um, who are generally quite a good side. Um, I don't think that any of their ones boys will be sandbagged into that into that second team. But you can't rule it out. Um, I don't know. I think we've. I think we've got. There was very little to choose between us today and and Crouchen, who who have they were next to us in the league. They've now gone ahead. Mm-hmm. It's probably a fair result, but it, sorry, it's definitely a fair result based on how we played. But it's not a difficult thing to count the runs that we needed because we probably only needed 40 or 50 more. What, that, one of their lads got 60, 
you know, it's not like someone got 130. Yeah. Like one of their lads got 60. Um, and then they had all the, they had the same like 30s and 20s, but because one of them got 60 and we didn't bat our overs, were a bowl of light and um, so no one went on. Like it's, it's very quick to count the 50 runs that we needed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a weird day. It was a very weird day. Holtz, got injured. Oh. Holtz, got injured. Not so, again. So, yeah, not again. Holtz, got injured. What was this one? Uh, uh, it's a hamstring. Yeah, oh, you'd be surprised. Classic. Hamstring. Although he did then field and bowl. So, he bowled? Yeah. David Holt bowled. David Holt bowled the ball. Look at that. He bowled. Well, we need, we need, we need yeah, one. That, you should have opened with that. David Holt bowled a ball. He needed one to win. They needed one to win. He bowled the ball without the guy looking. Uh, which was given as a dead ball, much to everyone's disgust, because, yeah, should have been one. He was massively fined because he was not fit to field anywhere except slip, but, fr- <laughs> but free to charge in off the, t- off the sort of long run of two yards. Yeah, I mean, most of the podcasters, probably pretty much all, have never have seen Holty bowl, even in the nets. Describe David Holt's bowling in a, in a few words. Uh, it, I mean, I saw, I saw two balls of it, and one of them didn't count. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 hey, look, it's it's venomous. It's it. Uh, there's at least a revolution on it. Um, maybe two. Uh, it it comes. It sort of goes up a lot before it comes down. Um, I mean, it's basically exactly what you what you you'd love to face if you had to hit six sixes and over, basically. And if, I, if I say if I face seventy of them, I reckon I'd be sixty eight. <laughs> do you do you think you'll bowl again? Uh, if he can, you know, get down to nets, actually, to be fair, they have to take the roof off. Uh, they have to take the roof. That's probably why you've not seen him bowl in the nets because mm-hmm. of the roof for the nets. Yeah, are the issue. But he has got an international fifer. I know it's incredible. So you you can't, not many of us can say that. You I can't. You definitely can't. What? Uh, get an international fifer. Oh, sorry, mate. Play a bit of international cricket. Will you? <laughs> <laughs> None of us do. And more importantly, away aside from the cricket, was there any like comedy moments? Anything you want to share with the listeners about? Some funny goings on in the twos today. I mean, I'll be absolutely honest. It was a fairly tough day out. <laughs> no, that's 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 all we It was it was a game that it, you know, Rory Patel was here and he was making a lot of noise. We might might have heard of him. He was around the club, not I playing today. Not playing today. Um, Jeff, did you have a good excuse? I don't know. I don't know. He, I, I, I had to, I blocked out most of what he said. Right. Uh, but right. in general, no, it was one of those days. A Shep actually. Oh, it was quite funny with Shep. Shep with eight to win just got flogged over mid off and just walked took his cap off Simon was like I hate this beep game <laughs> the stupid beep game um, but no it was it was one of those real for the purest kind of losses it never really got exciting at any stage um, we didn't have enough runs we got a couple of wickets but we never really got into it and it took them the whole of their innings to win it so it was just a lovely day to be in W5 Okay. It was a nice day at Corfton Road. That's that's all we're here for. And tea was much improved. Yeah, tea has been. A so look, yeah. we've we've had a good good day, yeah. and I've not paid my match fee yet. So oh, I do. It's on the app. Yeah, it's on the app. All right, Chorzy. Thanks, thanks, thanks for your time. Tam, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a little bit, been a little while since we had you on. We had an update from the ladies. Season is now complete, done, and you ended with uh, with a massive win. We did um, great into the season. Um, nice bunch of goals that we played against Stoke New, New Inter as well. So, and it was nice to see some of our ladies come off, scoring some runs or taking some wickets. So, ended the, the season on a, on a good high. Who, who was in the runs? Who was in the wickets? Name and shame. Uh, Catherine scored forty-two. 
Kat Pierce, um, I got 30, and then Emily Norris got 52. And then Sally Reed, her highest score, another 30. So it was, it was nice, some good contributions all around. Do you think, Tam, you've peaked at the wrong time? It just seems the girls, the girls of the year has gone on, having, having had a chat to a few of them. They're starting to, to know their role in their team and, and, and hit their straps. I mean, if, if, if you had started your season as well as you're playing now, do you think the results would be different? Um, honestly, if I could feel the team every weekend, my results would have been different. So it's just been a bit of a struggle with people away and at uni and things like that, that different groups um, to get together, it, it's, it's been a bit of a struggle. But come, yeah, coming near the end of the season, things got, started coming together quite nicely. And I'm hoping that in the winter, these girls will stick around, we can work hard and then hit the season running next year um, and not having to have a long warm-up. Maybe I'm misremembering, but there was always an element of this season that felt like it was going to be a transitionary year, right? And I think seeing progress at the end of the season is, although, like as Lee says, maybe that's something that, like an element of what if, if when it is yeah. as good as this is, and you win by over 100 runs, 130 runs, that you think what might have happened. But to have got to this stage, you must be really proud of those girls as well, though. Yeah, and the diehards that, that stuck it out every week and came to every practice and all that. It, those are the ones that I can see are paying off. You know, it's, it's, it's great to see they're getting the runs or the wickets and things like that. Uh, we've got a great bunch of girls. So if we can just stick together, it would be, I think we're going to next season a lot better and maybe finish top two. And with women's sport time, which is, I mean, it's flying at the moment. It's just incredible how, how ladies cricket and or sport uh, per se is just is just taken off. If for the listeners that are um, listening and do know of somebody who would like to even maybe start or join or or play women's cricket, how would they go about doing that? Um, joining Ealing? Uh, so they can email me at uh, Tammy O'Connell or just anyone at the club. Uh, you can email cricket at Ealing CC and it'll be sent on to me, whatever, or go onto our website and have a look and it'll point you in the right direction. We, we, we welcome anyone. We'd love to have anyone come down, even if it's on a social basis. And then we have a, have a way of turning those girls that started social into playing for our team. They enjoy it so much. So anytime someone can pick up the phone or just email me and I'll get onto it and, and get them down to, to our winter sessions. What's the plan going forward for, for ladies cricket at Ealing, please? Um, desperate to recruit new girls. Um, Get the see our preseason going. I want it to go strong. I want the girls to really commit, so we don't have to spend so much man, uh, time on the basics when we get into season and just um, mainly work on technique and things like that. So first game in, everybody knows what they're doing, what their role is, and um, hit the ground running. Really, two reasons to join the Ealing Ladies Cricket Team. One, there's a good chance you might be on the podcast. I mean, come on. Two, I might even ask. I might even ask Christian. Let's maybe do a combined women's and men preseason cricket tour somewhere. What do you think about that, Bungo? I like it. It's like somewhere exotic, like King's Cross or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tammy from the Ealing Cricketer, thank you for your time. Uh, have a great uh, winter off, and we look see. Uh, looking forward to seeing the ladies uh, back at Corfton Road as soon as we get some rain. But that's Mungo's fault, but there you go. Thanks, gents. Always a pleasure. Cheers, Tam.
thanks to Milo and, and for everybody that, that was on the podcast that we are well aware a, of who they were. Did a good job, didn't he? Did a good job while we were away. I, I think. know. It's almost like he sort of does it for a living and then yeah. he sort of left it to us. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good for a change, actually. Maybe people might listen to that, except for our waffle. Yeah, there's a future in that. There's a future in that. How's AJ? Has he been happy sharing word of the week? <sighs> I think you're going to like this one, only because I don't know what it is. Um, he has come to the end of his uh, caravanning holiday. Um, for those uh, people that do follow me on Insta, you would have known I've been up in Edinburgh at the Fringe. You ever been, Mun? Have I have I been to the Fringe? Yes. Uh, I've performed at the Fringe a couple of times, actually. You have, haven't you? Mm. Uh, it is my it is my first time at the Fringe, and it has been it's been nuts. I've cried, I've laughed. I felt um, homesick, as in South African homesick. I went to go and see the Soweto National Choir. They were ridiculous. Um, a few comedians who are a lot funnier than you, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that, that's not important. That's by the by. Um, AJ has been on his uh, caravanning holiday, which ended um, today. He's on his way home. And I'll be, picking up, uh, I'll be picking him up tomorrow, which I'm really looking forward to. But more importantly, I'm actually really looking forward to this one. AJ... What's your word of the week? My word of the week is hashtag Ned Russell. Thanks, AJ. Did you like that one? Loved it. Good. Loved it. Good. Lee, we had a video that went up on, on the Instagram the other day of, of Ollie and his bats dropping past the stumps. Little bit of internet traction for, for the Ealing Cricketer. I, I know there's been a lot of views on that, but I, maybe like you, have watched it quite a lot because I still can't work out how it lands upright next to leg stump and then finishes flat in a straight line behind off stump. I don't, I, I, I still can't, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's, um, it, it's, a, it's a very special trick that he's pulled off there and one that I'm not totally comfortable with. He should bring it up to the fringe. There's loads of magicians here as well. <laughs> I think one of my favourite bits about the video is that he's 51 off 17 at the time. Yeah. And still doesn't know how to hold a bat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like such a damning indictment on the cricket we're playing. It like makes it, makes it seem like it's like, as Oliver Simpson would say, really been part <laughs> To be fair, there's confusion from everywhere. If you have a look at it, it's, but Bowler has no idea what's happened. Ollie sort of double takes because he's not sure what's just happened. The keeper's shocked that he's actually caught it. I mean, it's just it's just a shambles. And then you've got Graves at the other end just pissing himself. Yeah. <laughs> it is gold. It is very good. But, oh. I mean, that's why it's nice to have these, uh, these NV cameras up. And, um, yeah, we get to, we get to, to witness some, some stuff we've never seen before. Agony on. Ooh. Ooh, indeed. So now what's going to happen is we're going to get sent some agony aunts. Yes. And then we will do them. Are you going to silence me? No, you're going to silence me. How? By not talking to me anymore. Why, why, why would I do that? Just because you, it's something you would do. I mean, you take, over, you take over the podcast while I'm not on there trying to get guests on. You, you do all kinds of like, weird things behind my back. And I'd never do anything to you. And it just, it, just, it just seems like you would just, you'd silence me if I ever did something to you. 
Okay, you know what? If you're feeling that way, then fine. I'm going to go and find some agony aunts. I'm going to go have a look around the house and you just have a little bit of time to yourself, okay? And, and if there's something that you want to air with people, then, then you do that. But in the meantime, I'll, I'll go, I'll go. You're right. I owe you, I owe, I owe you something. I'll go, I'll go and okay. find them. I'll go find I've got something. I've got something in mind. Mungo Russell, Mungo, Mungo Russell. You have, you've let me have the podcast, which is probably not a good idea. Having said that, I want it to be free and fair and let everyone have their say. I've uh, approached a lot of people around the club to find out if they are team hashtag Ned Russell or if they are team hashtag Mungo Russell. It's, it's time for the people to speak. So let's hear from the people. Hi, I'm Christian Martin, First Eleven captain. I'm team hashtag Ned Russell because Mungo's nicknamed Shambles for a reason. Hi, my name is Emily. I play for Ealing Cricket Club Women's First Team um, and I'm team hashtag Ned Russell um, because he is the better brother. <laughs> it's Piatam. I have played for second and third at Ealing and I am team Ned Russell because I only take two wickets playing in two and th- three at Tam. Sounds better than two at Tam. Hi, it's Simo. Um, I play for the threes. I'm a GLR, GLC, GLP. And I'm team Ned Russell because um, Ned's a a better little player and a better little coach. Hi, it's Damo, ex-Ealing coach. I'm team hashtag Ned Russell because he is Ealing's answer to Shane Watson. Good enough reason. Hi, I'm Zoya. And I'm Zara. And we play for the ladies first team. And we're team Ned Russell because Mungo has a dead trim. Hi, it's Lizzie. I captain Ealing's women's team. I'm team hashtag Ned Russell because Mungo never comes to women's games. Hello, it's Robbie White here. I play for the first team. I'm not captain and I'm definitely team hashtag Ned Russell because he's a far better looking, funnier, more talented and a better presenter than Mungo is now or will ever be. But to be fair, that's not saying much. Cheers now. Hello, I'm Jack Shepard and I'm a lightning quick athletic opening bowler. Um, I'm hashtag team Ned Russell because Mungo Russell should have been a prospect to me and Matthew Codrington all those years ago, but instead he decided to lead a life of trying to be playing for Berkshire, but really just sitting there as 12th man every single week. And we had a quote from Oliver Wilkins saying that he's naturally funny, but I'm yet to see any evidence of that on the podcast. Hi, uh, I'm Tom Shaw. I play for the first team, unless Robbie White feels like he fancies a hit. Uh, I am team hashtag Ned Russell because he is the only Russell to have contributed to any sort of title charge this year. Cheers, chaps. It's for Glasper here. I play for whatever team I'm needed for, as long as the team I'm needed for does not include Mongol Russell. Because I'm team hashtag Ned Russell. Hi, it's Bobby. I play cricket in the ones and football in the oldens. I'm team Ned Russell because he doesn't long barrier with his shin. Hi, Barnaby Harrison here. I bat seven for the threes. Don't keep, don't bowl. But in spite of all that, I'm a GLP. And I'm team hashtag Ned Russell because he's got more threes runs than Mungo this year and doesn't run a mile from a pint of frontier when it's presented to him. Hi. I'm Rory Patel, and I play third 11 cricket, and I'm team hashtag Ned Russell. And the reason I'm hashtag Ned Russell is because he can play a reverse sweep, unlike Mungo, who just hits it in the V like a boring little coat. Hi, it's Ollie here. I play for the Wands, and I am team hashtag Ned Russell because his middle name is not Cumin. 
Hi, it's Hardrot here. I play for the twos. I'm team hashtag Ned Russell because unlike Mungo, he doesn't go onto the pod and say he'll turn the tap on to score runs, then proceed not to. Hi, it's Alexander Fell. I play for the first team and I'm team hashtag Ned Russell uh, because he didn't steal my first name and then refused to use it. Hi, it's Henry Anton. I'm captain of the third 11. I'm a GLP and a GLC. Uh, and I'm team hashtag Ned Russell because his pipes, his jawline, his rig, um, and he plays reverse broom pretty well. Hi, it's Mungo's mum. I'm team hashtag Ned Russell because his friends never mow our lawn at one o'clock in the morning. Ned Russell! 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 Have you just left us in complete silence? No, I'm going to apologise and I'm going to say sorry, but the people have spoken, so that's it. I've got, I've got nothing else to say and I'm, I, I'm terribly sorry, but I, you left me with no choice. What did you say? Listen, it's not for me, it's not for me to... Whenever you go away on the pod, while I go away, I don't, I don't actually get to hear it until the pod starts. So you're going to have to wait. But you, you did say something? No. We've got one. We've got some agony aunts. No, 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 no. How, uh-huh. how long have I, how long have we been waiting for this, do you think? Weeks, days, oh. minutes, hours. Let's just, let's, let's crack on. I'm so excited. MCG Parker. He asks, does the threat of 18% inflation mean that a 20 odd, bracket 17, becomes worth 50? Now, I'm no mathematician, but I think he's right. Because there's already an inflation of cricket scores that goes on. 17 is, is 25 odd. But the inflation that's going round the country at the moment, 18%, that's actually inflated for cricket anyway. So, yeah, I, I do think 17 becomes 50 odd. I have no idea what's going on. Well, the, 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 the inflation of the pound is, of course, is going to have an impact on the inflation of, of one's own cricket scores. But what's the pound going to do with cricket, though? Because we pay tenner. I know we pay a tenner for our match. What does that mean? It means that actually, technically, because the match fees won't change, it, it's getting cheaper week on week to rock up for the club. If they start raising the match fees by 18%, then, then there are going to be some arguments. <sighs> so confused. Uh, next. A teammate of mine got caught cheating by the lads in fantasy cricket. How does he make up to them in the bar? Ooh. Firstly, the use of mates there. Dangerous. Because as a as, as a friend, you'd never you'd never cheat. That's just a no no, especially um, especially in the fantasy. Um, six jugs. Well, I think it should be basically a pound a point that he cheated. Right, that feels fair. Ooh. And so, <laughs> do do you know this figure? Well, I have an idea. Yeah, it's in the region of four hundred and six oh. points. <laughs> I, I think six, I think six jugs is fair. Six six is fair. Four hundred and six jugs to be paid back over a lifetime. Yeah, fine deal. Yeah, yeah happy. Yeah, at any stage, four hundred and six jugs. Happy with that. Finally, we have one in from Ben Graves, but he has actually sent it in via voice note. So we are going to play that now. Hi, you can phrase it however. Hi, agony aunt. Um, I was playing a cricket game on Saturday where one of our players had a runner due to a shoulder injury, which was very bizarre. And so it leads me to asking, what is the strangest thing that you've ever seen 
on a cricket field? The strangest thing you've ever seen on a cricket field. Does anything immediately jump out to you, Lee? Mungo Russell? Yeah, jumps out to me too. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty odd proportions on the guy. (laughs) Seeing the Mungo Russell run up is up there with one of the oddest things I've seen on a cricket field. I actually think my follow through used to be weirder than my run up. But when you combine the two, it's poetry in motion. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else, what else has been really, really strange. Um, I mean, the obvious one is, is the, 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 late, the latest Ollie incident that happened. That's, that's that, up there. That really is up there. That mix, and then t- the tornado on the cricket field was a new one for me as well. Yeah. Um, I saw Christopher Glasper catch one once. That, I mean, that wins, doesn't it? That is the strangest so, yeah. thing you'll ever see on a cricket field. I felt pretty fortunate. Oh, when I was younger, um, I saw Oliver Wilkin make it out of a power play. That was pretty weird. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. No, you'll have to, you'll have to find that uh, that's somewhere in a scorecard for me because uh, and until I actually see that, there's no way I'm believing that because that's ridiculous. That's never going to happen, ever. No chance. Fact. And on that bombshell, I think it's time that we leave you. This has been quite a bizarre podcast. Have you enjoyed it though? Has it been one of your you must have enjoyed this one? Ah, oh, I enjoy I enjoy them all, but I have enjoyed this one. Is this would you say this is your favorite so far? It is better when we're in person at the club on a Saturday and we have lots of people coming in and out, I think. Okay. Or at least I find it more enjoyable, a little more chaotic for the listeners. But a lot of the time we do have people that come on and waffle, and I mean you you'd agree that everyone that uh, Milo, we've spoken to, have they always have good things to say, and they're, they're probably correct. Would you agree? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Perfect. Well, on on that note, well, that's all from me, and that is definitely all from me. Good night. I love you, Mango. Bye. The Ealing Cricketer. <laughs>